know it's me that's talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. <you. laughs> Welcome to My Guy Reviews, the podcast. The rain spatters the windscreen relentlessly. You can see no more than a watery gloom as you strain forward over the steering wheel to see the road ahead. Although the wipers flap valiantly, they are fighting a losing battle. The rain drives harder and harder. Your foot eases off the accelerator. The headlights struggle to light up the road. Damn, you curse the white-haired old man who sent you off along this bumpy track. Probably he meant the second turning on the left, or even a right turning, the old fool. Perhaps this is his idea of a joke. After all, didn't you notice a mischievous glint in his eye? Something vaguely sinister. But what sort of nonsense is this? So you've taken a wrong turn and got caught in a downpour in the night. The rain will ease off soon. It can't possibly keep up this deluge for long. And then you'll be able to watch out. You spin the wheel frantically to the left to avoid the figure who from nowhere shows up in the headlights. The car bumps and jolts as it bounces over the rocky roadside and thumps into a ditch. You collect your thoughts. You are unhurt, but shaken. Then you remember what has happened. The body. You must have hit the figure which appeared. There was no way you could have avoided him. You spring out of the car, praying that he is still alive. Your clothes soak up the rain as you hobble back to the road. In the darkness, it is difficult to see anything, but there is no sign of a body. You consider the situation. Are you certain that it was someone and not a trick of the light? Yes. You can remember the arms held up in fright as the car collided and the look of anguish on his face. His face. There was something familiar about that face. A man you recognised, an old man, with white hair. Your heart leaps. No, impossible. With a shiver of fear, you race back to the car, jump inside, force the key into the ignition and twist it violently. The, the starter coughs, sputters and dies. You hit the key again, but this time a single shudder is all the engine can manage. You grasp the wheel with your hands and shake it desperately as if to force some life into the car. But the battery is dead. Your car is certainly not budging from the ditch tonight. Your situation is hopeless, but now the plight of your car is paramount. Where can you get help? You passed a garage at Mingleford, but that was some 20 miles away. As if in answer, a light appears in the distance. Someone has switched on a bedroom light. What a stroke of luck. It was at least 15 miles back that you passed the last house and you happen to have broken down just a short distance from someone's home. You button up your coat and open the door. From outside the car, you can see the building more clearly. Just ahead, on the left, a drive winds up to a large house. It is a good five minutes walk away. And by the time you reach it, you will be drenched. But how else can you call the garage? You can't afford to miss tomorrow's appointment. No, go you must. Anyway, you'll probably be able to dry off inside after phoning the garage.
or garage to some people. You slam the door, turn up your collar and set off for the house. A flash of lightning lights up, lights it up clearly for you. But in your preoccupation with the rain, the warning from above is wasted on you. The house is old, very old and in a shocking state of repair. The light in the window is flickering, most likely an oil lamp, certainly not electric. And you don't notice a fact that might have turned you back anyway. There is no telephone line going to the house. As you climb the steps to the front door, little do you realise what fate has in store for you. Tonight is going to be a night to remember. Hello and welcome to My Guy Reviews. I'm My Guy Monkey. And I'm joined today by My Guy Brig. Wow, that was amazing. So that's the introduction to uh, what we're doing today. Uh, our first uh, game book, official game book reading episode. Yes. And that was from House of Hell, which is book 10 in the Fighting Fantasy series. One of the few modern era settings where most of them are fantasy. There's a few sci-fi, but most of them are fantasy. How are you doing? Yeah, very good. No, that was that's, that sounded so good. The start and everything is raining. This just sounds like a normal day for me in the UK. It's raining <laughs> um, constantly. And if I that's ever get in love my car, horror. you lived in the UK. Exactly. I mean, every day's a horror. Like we're we're surrounded by uh, uh, basically woods everywhere. Um, every yeah. day it's raining. It's always pitch dark. And there's never no sun. We have all those um, <laughs> everything you just. Everything you described there is pretty much our day-to-day. So, yes, uh, incredible. Yes. Uh, Written by exciting. Steve Jackson, who was from the UK. Who is from the oh. UK. So I guess he was ex- exporting his experience. Yes, exactly. Um, the, the only thing he didn't mention was, like, how expensive our petrol is, how we moan about the weather, because that's all we ever do. Is, yeah, it's I mean, too hot, too cold. <laughs> this was 1984, so maybe the petrol oh, cost less. Then. Yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> That, that, that got out a couple of points that I should have said already. So that's good. Um, so yeah, this is a game book. Uh, so it's a book. It's a story. Um, do you want to explain what you understand of what makes it different from a normal book and how it works? Uh, so normal normal book is words on a piece of paper, and you tend to follow it in a uh, kind of left to right, kind of one page after the other, and you just kind of follow that story. Mm-hmm. Uh, a game book from what I understand is more choices more chance um, and the adventure could almost be different each time you read the story it depends how far you get and if you die you go back and you can change your roots and stuff so there's multiple um, facets to the story and you can learn more about it by sure. rereading it a different way and maybe choosing all the areas that you would have died in because you'd still learn more about the the locations, the area that you're in and stuff. And obviously you come to your demise as well at some point. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, this one is uh, famously quite hard. Oh, so okay. when you're not guaranteed to get through it. Um, but we are going to try and get through it today uh, by... Did you say, uh, when was it written again? 19... 1984. 1984. So you've had it since the 1990s. Yeah. Because maybe 94 you would have had it when you were like te- uh, zero. Um, so, have you completed it? No, I haven't. <laughs> okay. Well, I I never got that far into it to be honest. I've only recently gone a little bit further into it. 
Um, I like the easy game books. I'm a fan of the books, but I like there's very specific ones that I could get through, which are very easy, left, right, east, west choices, and you, and I always knew where I was. So anything that sort of made made it a bit confusing as to where I was, kind of put me off, um, which is most of them um, further down the line. Because they get a bit more complex as they go along, and and this one's quite complex. Because um, obviously you're in a house, um, and you'd, and maybe you don't always know exactly what, what part of the house you're in, things like that. Um, so yeah, it might be a challenge for you. Uh, the rules of the book. You, uh, do you know the rules of the basic normal book? Can you explain basic them? Book. Book? So the, um, the stats. Do you remember those? Uh, no, <laughs> they vary, don't they? So some of you get luck. Uh, most of the time you get like stamina i think this one's got like fright or something or yeah so, so most of, most of the books um have skill stamina and luck uh, skill is your um ability in combat and also outside of combat in some cases for fighting stamina is your life bar which is also used in fighting because um you'll lose it and if it goes to zero you die and luck is kind of like a a, um, if you make a stupid choice, maybe this is ideally how it's used. If you make a stupid choice um, that would kill you, sometimes maybe you get to roll against your luck to try and save yourself, um, gives you a second chance. But you're, every time you roll against your luck, it goes down. So you're trying your luck; it, it runs out eventually. Although there's no penalty if it runs out, you just, you're not going to be lucky. Yeah. Um, and in this book, yeah, as you say, fright. It's actually called fear. Um, yeah and it's it's uh, starts at zero and if it gets up to the amount your threshold which you roll at the beginning same as the other things you roll for the beginning um you die of fright as well oh so okay so we we've only got maybe an hour to try and get through the book yeah so um and also something that annoys me that when i've, um, I've seen some some people play these games is that Oh, one person that I saw play this game online, which was quite cool, they had, they had the concept of everyone would make the choices, uh, like through chat, and he would read through it. But then if he died, it would be over. That would be it. So if he died straight away, like it's only a 10-minute episode, so that's stupid. I like. <laughs> I think that's stupid. I want to watch the whole thing for release now. Um, and also the way that I always played is I always had a finger bookmark Oh, I, clever. I yeah, yeah. So if I die, I just go back and say, oh, that was a cool death. I'm going to go back now and uh, be back. So I thought to try and get through this uh, and also so we don't you don't just die and it's over. Um, I'll give you maybe I was thinking we could start with the lowest stats. So rather than rolling them up, we start with the lowest stats um, and then gradually get more stats if you die. It just gives you lots of chances to go back, but it does mean you'll have to um, keep a record of some of the references, the the number of references that you turn to, so you know where you want to go back to. Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah, that sounds good. I am ready. Yeah. So your your finger bookmarks, as they're called, I, I I have ten finger bookmarks. You end up with ten fingers trying to trying to keep hold of all the places you want to go back to. Your finger bookmarks is writing down the reference numbers. Yeah. Yeah, I can write infinite numbers on a piece of paper. It recommends you you make a map as well. Ah. Um, I'll try and scribble one down, and then if we can, we'll try and post it on one of the social medias, this dodgy map that I yeah. draw. 
That'd be great. Uh, yeah, we need to put the rules up somewhere as well, so we don't have to discuss it every single time. But we'll um, we'll probably talk about it every time anyway, because we need to remember what we're doing. If you, just, if, you, if you if you write it down, send it to me. I can put it on the description below. Yeah, as we always talk about. I can also just see. put it on um, one of the social medias for when it's a coming soon episode. Here's yeah. the rules. Okay, so we, we might do that in future, or even a, even in the description below. Um, <laughs> So do you, do you want to talk about how combat works, or are you okay with that? I'm okay. I'm going to roll away. Right, okay. So I haven't really prepared my dice yet, because um, I wasn't expecting the call straight away for the episode to start. Um, and, uh, okay, so what I will... Uh, in, in terms of rules, I suppose, I've come up with... Um, I've worked out how much the average stamina loss is for combat. So if you want to go a bit faster to try and get further through you can skip combat and I'll, you just lose the stamina points that yeah. I've worked out is average um, but if that's going to kill you you might want to have to try and roll to try and beat that average um, and also if you want to skip any of the text just say skip or skip straight to the end of the, of the text um, and go straight to the uh, options okay yes so we can take it slow and enjoy the enjoy the ride and uh, not get as far, or you can try and skip a bit as you as you want to. I think yeah, let's let's go see how how we get on. Obviously, yeah. we can always split this into two. Could do, could do, or Make three. I don't know how big the story is, but yeah, we can split it and then we can do it as a single episode where you mm. get to hear part one, part two, and then we can splice it together as well at some mm. point, and then or just put whatever however many episodes it is. And then yeah, they can see the end okay. goal. So I see you're already you're already going on my way of cheating here. You're like I can get more than out more than an hour out of this. I can beat I, the. <laughs> I don't think I can beat the book, but we can try. I, I don't think you can, but uh, like this is the harder one. We can do easier books as well in the future, so yeah. with more of a chance of getting to that end goal. Okay, so um, we'll start the. Do you want to start timing yourself? One hour. Yeah. You've got a timer available? Yeah, it's just... Okay. Um, it's just yep. the time. <laughs> I'll the timer. Okay, so uh, we are now turning... We are on paragraph one. And I'll begin. Okay. You climb the creaking steps up to the front door and pause to catch your breath. Even though you ran all the way up the drive from the car, you are soaked through. Your feet are particularly wet. Judging by the number of puddles you stepped into in the dark, the drive needs a small fortune spending on repairs. But under the porch, you are out of the storm and you brush the rain from the, your clothes before turning towards the door. The rain is still, plen is still pelting down, but an eerie silence hangs in the air. No lights are on downstairs. You step back off the porch to check the upstairs window which attracted your attention earlier. Nothing. No lights. The whole place seems to be deserted. But then you remember the time. Five minutes to midnight. Everyone in the house has probably gone to bed. An owl hoots in the distance and a shiver runs down your spine. The situation is a little scary. Here you are in the middle of nowhere at some strange run-down old house about to wake up whoever lives inside at midnight. They certainly won't be too pleased, but you have no choice. If you are going to make your appointment tomorrow, you must reach a telephone to call for help. You step up 
to the front door. With the uh, from the left hand side of the house, a dull glow catches your attention. A light has been turned on. You breathe a sigh of relief. At least someone is awake. You consider your options. There is an elaborate knocker on the middle of the door and a bell pull hanging down to the right. Will you wrap the door with your knuckles? Turn to 357. Pull the cord, turn to 275. Or creep round the house to investigate the light, turn to 289. So on you. the light. Around the corner, yeah? Yeah. Round the house to investigate the light. Okay, so 289. You walk from the porch round the side of the house. A light is indeed on, and it's shining through a window at the back of the building. Do you wish to go round to see if you can see anything at this window? Or will you walk up to one of the other windows along the side wall to see whether you can enter the house without anyone knowing? Oh, yeah, always enter without knowing, yeah. Okay, that's 137, so let's go there. Because I don't want to be... Um... Well, we want the element of surprise. Yeah, let's go for that. Cool. I'm not writing down the numbers, so if you die... Oh, I, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I am... Um, I don't know where we are so far. I just know I looked at... We went to the light, so I put down the word light, and then we went to the M, empty, on mm. hopefully a window with no one, so we can sneak in. Okay. Sneaky, sneaky window. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Uh, you were on what? Uh, you were on two eight nine before. Okay. You walk up to a large window, which looks as though it may not be quite closed, but there are heavy bars across it. Even if you were able to open the window, you would never manage to squeeze through the bars. The house is certainly well protected from intruders. Do you wish to continue round the house to see where the light is coming from? Or return to the front door and either pull the rope or use the knocker. Oh, let's look for another window. It's, it's, it's an old house. There's got to be cracks in this place. Well, we need okay. to get in. So yeah, knocking on the door. Back the light. Okay, so that's yeah. three, four, five. We're going to now. Um, I should also note that we're unarmed in this in this version in this book. Oh God, most book, most most books you have are armed, but you've already got. Seven skill, which is the lowest you could have, um, minus three because you've got no weapon. So we're quite, we're not good for combat yet. Um, okay, so three, four, five. Yes. The lit window is next to a back door, which leads into a kitchen. Voices are coming from the kitchen, but you cannot see anyone. Whoever is in there must be standing by the back wall out of sight. You strain to hear what is being said. There appear to be two people in the kitchen, and they are talking excitedly. Master is getting ready. I'm starting to get excited. I've never been to one before. Do you really think we may be visited? Another man's voice, rather more controlled, replies. You know, I'm having doubts about this whole affair. This, she is so young, and she came here all innocent. I just don't know. The men walk away. No, the men, the two men walk around the kitchen and you can see them more clearly. They are both dressed in white gowns. One is a good deal younger than the other. Do you wish to knock on the door to see whether they will let you in 
Or will you wait and listen for a little longer? Uh, listen a bit longer. This sounds quite interesting what they're talking about. Yeah, see what see what they talk about. Yeah. What are you chatting about? The younger man turns to the older man, older one and angrily says, The master's teachings are not for the faint hearted. You know of his power and his promises to us all. Perhaps you are no longer strong enough to stay with us. The older man turns away towards the window. He is hiding the look on his face, which is one of nervousness and fear. He realises that he has said the wrong thing. No, he stammers. I'll be all right. Just a momentary weakness. Come, let us get on with the preparations. Together, the two men leave the kitchen, blowing out the candles on the way. You wonder what they were talking about. Now you must choose your next move. Will you try the kitchen door to see whether you can sneak inside? Yes. Or go back around to the front. Let's try and the kitchen door. Try that kitchen door. Plus also it looks quite nice in there. There might be food. Might be cookies. Yeah. Oh, yes. Then we can get our stamina up. What if I find a fork? Will I be armed? <laughs> yeah. Yes, so. Or a spoon. Spoon would be even better gouge out some eyes with that. Yes. <laughs> the door is firmly locked. Oh. You will not enter the house oh, this way. Man. If you wish, you can knock at the door to try and attract the attention of the two men who were talking. If you decide to do this, you must test your luck. If you are lucky, you will hear they will hear you and come to investigate. If you are unlucky, they will they are out of earshot and you will not get through this way. If you decide against the knocking at the door or if you have been unlucky, you will have to go back to the front door and either knock or pull the bell. So do you want to test your luck to get their attention or do you want to go knock on the door? Yeah, Where... let's, let's, let's roll the dice, literally. Let's roll the dice on this. Literally roll the dice. Okay. Rather than rolling the dice noisily, I've opted to try and um, use a digital dice. It's a really good digital dice, though. Um, so it's actually a physical simulator of dice. Which cool. is, they're, really, they're really good. Um, so it's actually random, whereas... You being in computer field before, you know, there is no real random usually in computers, kind of fake random. And it kind of shows it feels wrong. So we'll roll the dice. OK, let's see what you get. Um, four and three. That adds up to seven, which is you started with seven luck. That's equal or below. So you've been lucky. Yeah, yes, we did it. And you're down to six luck. Not good luck so far. <laughs> But, okay, let's see. Uh, 190. We're going to 190 now. You knock loudly and watch the window. A few seconds later, the two men reappear and light the candles. The older man walks towards the door. Turn to 207. Yes. Ooh. What's this? You hear the older man ask, Someone knocking at the door at this time of night? Could it be one of the brethren? I thought everyone was here. Then the two men start whispering to each other in voices too low for you to hear. Oh, no. You wait patiently outside in the rain until eventually the door opens and a voice asks, Who is it? I don't know what the voices are about here. Will you tell them about your predicament and ask to use the phone? Or will you claim to be one of the brethren that you heard them talking about? Two, six, seven. Oh, yeah. Ooh, do, I, do, I, do, do I trick them? 
and then they let me in or do I not or do you tell the truth we have to go for the truth on this because I don't know enough background about the bedroom to be able to blag my way through it because what, what if they're expecting a female uh, brethren and I turn out to be a male one I'm yeah. lost what if they do yeah exactly yeah what were they expecting a different business? <laughs> yes. <laughs> 95. The door... Yeah, the shekha got the right number. 95. The door opens wide and the older man peers out at you before inviting you in. Yes. Oh, yes, let me the in. The two men listen as you tell them of your accident. Well, that is a stroke of bad luck, says the older man. But I dare say Franklin's will be able to help. Go and fetch him, Brother William. Oh, I've got some names there. At the mention of his name, the younger man glares at his companion. Just said my fucking name. That's not in the book. But nevertheless, <laughs> leaves the kitchen. You ask your host what sort of place this is and whether he and Brother William are members of a religious group. Something like that, he replies. In fact, you have arrived at an awkward time. For tonight, he hesitates nervously. Tonight is, his sentence is interrupted by the arrival of Brother William and a tall man dressed in a black suit with long tails. You explain your arrival to Franklin's. We do not welcome visitors here, says Franklin solemnly. But I will introduce you to the master of the house who will decide whether we can help. Follow me. He leads you out through the kitchen along a long hallway to a reception hall and points to a seat. Wait here while I tell the Earl, he orders He orders you. Then he disappears through a doorway. Turn to eight. Ooh. So you're in a reception area. Sounds good. You sit down in a solid carved chair and walk around. Oh, and look around. That makes no sense. The reception... It's my cat that's walking around. The reception hall is certainly not what you would have expected from the outside. It is elegantly decorated with rich tapestries and fine oak panels. A number of portraits line the walls and a sturdy 16th century table is set against one wall. Will you wait for the host to arrive? Study the paintings or hunt for a telephone. Study the paintings. Study the paintings, okay. Yeah, see what's going on. Formation. This is pretty much how I played when I tried. Oh, when so I tried. I'm going to die, aren't I? I know, when I tried recently, uh, I wasn't actually playing. I was investigating the book. Doing a bit of mapping and stuff. Okay, three, three portraits are particularly interesting. Will you look at a beautiful young woman wearing a tiara? Who wouldn't want to look at that? A middle-aged, portly gentleman wearing half-moon glasses? Oh. Or an elderly woman with grey hair and a cold expression? Let's go for the old lady. The old lady, okay. Yes. 250. I'm going to 250. You step up to a portrait of the Duchess of Brewster. Yes. 1777 to 1845. 
She looks a stern old woman with an icy stare, a lady of the nobility, no mistake. But as you stare, her image seems to, seems to shimmer. You blink and try to look away, but you cannot. Within the shimmering face, you can see small movements and your jaw drops as the portrait's eyes turn towards you. Oh, Add yes. one fear point for the fright. Oh, no, she got me. But one fear oh, point. I thought it was going to be something cool, like... Uh, oh. See, we haven't she... seen yet. I'll read the rest. Um, oh, there might be more fear points. Oh, my God. The woman's lips start to move and you hear a voice saying, Stranger, you have innocently stumbled into a cursed place. Would you... Would that I could bid you escape. But alas, you cannot. There is evil and suffering within these walls, and you may only escape by destroying it. But that is almost impossible. I can tell you this, though. You have an ally close by who may be able to help. This man is dressed in a grey robe. If you can find him, you may together free this house from the evil that controls it. With these words, the shimmering stops. You rub your eyes and look again. The painting is still. Oh, I wanted to ask more questions. Turn to T77. Well, I'm not going to add to the story this time. So. <laughs> <laughs> you ask more questions, it's like, F <laughs> We just make our own story as we go along. No, no, that's... Okay, so the guy in the grey robe, I wrote that down. We could be, but I never, I never have a very good solid plan, so it ends up very sloppy. So we'll stick, yes. with, the, we'll stick with the writing, quality writing. So 277. Footsteps. Someone is coming. The tall man you met earlier walks in, opening the door for another tall man dressed in a purple smoking jacket. May I present Lord Kelnor, the Earl of Druma, the butler announces. The Earl holds out his hand and you shake it. His grip is strong and his eyes pierce yours. His lips widen to a soft smile. Oh, you begin coming for a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Might be. You begin to tell him of your if it, if it was my book, you know. You, you begin to tell him of your predicament, but he holds up his hand. Please, I can see that you have caught been caught in this filthy storm. Let us sit by the fire and we will see whether we can help. Franklin's Tell the cook to prepare some food for us, for our visitor. You protest that you do not wish to be any trouble, but your host ignores you and leads you into a drawing room where a fire is burning. You take off your coat and sit down. The heat of the fire makes you feel comfortable once more. Franklin's returns with two glasses of brandy. Will you relax, drink the brandy and ask if you can use the phone? Or will you wait to see what he asks you? Oh, wait and see. Wait Don't and see. You can't, you can't help yourself to someone else's stuff in their house, can you? That's not fair. No, no. Although... I think um, there's a bit in uh, the rundown where um, Dwayne The Rock Johnson says that to Christopher Walken. He goes, you don't walk up to another man's fridge and help yourself <laughs> to drink. So he goes, I'm here asking if I can. Well, the rock's oh, always right, so exactly. If Dwayne says it, you know I got to do it. So I am, I'm going to sit there and wait. Going to be hey, a good guest. Turn to one 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 then. Okay, your host is a little annoyed by your nervousness. 
Oh. <laughs> come, come, he says. There's no need to be afraid. Has your little accident caused you to lose your nerve? Drink your brandy. You'll soon forget your fears. Oh, that sounds dodgy. As you watch him, your mind begins to play tricks on you. Is his expression one of genuine concern for your welfare? Or is there a hint of something secretive in his eyes and smile? Yeah. You shiver, and your fear of the situation is evident at one fear point. Oh, every time. Well, man, shoot two out of seven fear already. You're dying. Dying of fight here. <laughs> a short man. while later... A short while later, Franklin appears. Your meal is served, sir, he says to the Earl. You both rise and go through to the dining room. Turn to 309. That wait and see attitude didn't pay off. I know. Who would have known? Okay, the dining room looks, signific- looks magnificent. A long table stretches between two fine chairs and is laid with gleaming silvery cutlery. A rich red wallpaper covers the walls and the room is lit by a sparkling chandelier bristling with candles which hangs from the ceiling. You take your seat and the butler moves behind you to offer you wine. Will you take white wine or red wine? Oh, uh, I'm not eating anything yet, am I? So uh, well, I'll take red. Red wine. Three, nine, five. The wine is impeccable. A fine vintage. Soup follows, and then you may choose either lamb or duck for your main course. Or lamb. lamb. Or you can tell your host that you have already eaten and you're not hungry. No, no. Take the food, man. Take the lamb, isn't it? Yeah. Food. Well, because you act polite, but then, yeah, take the food. <laughs> what are those offering now? Hopefully. Not... <laughs> exactly. Okay, a rack of lamb is brought in on a silver platter. <sighs> Sounds good. Uh, this is 196, by the way. Um, the smell is delicious. You both start to eat and talk. The Earl asks you about your job and your reason for being in such an out-of-the-way place in the middle of the night. In turn, he tells you about himself and his family. Turn to 28. I don't want to know. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he doesn't tell you now. I don't know. Oh, he does. The Earl of Druma is the last survivor of his family. His estate stretches... You can always skip. His estate stretches for miles around the house. At one time, the estate was prosperous, with many tenant farmers cultivating his land and providing a healthy income for his family but things started to change his sisters died at the age of 32 under mysterious circumstances she was found dead in a clearing in the woods with strange marks on her neck that, that, this isn't like friendly conversation is it no uh, i mean this <laughs> is very personal very quickly not casual no. <laughs> news traveled fast and the ignorant peasants started muttering about witchcraft and black magic in their eyes the house was cursed pure superstition superstitious nonsense of course but gradually the farmers moved to new pastures avoiding the estate by now you have finished your meal franklin's returns to offer you fruit cheese coffee and brandy will you take there's three options here okay will you take fruit coffee and brandy 
cheese, coffee, and brandy, or just cheese and coffee? Cheese. He, he's been he's been trying to push this brandy on me the whole time. So what are yeah. the other options? The one without the brandy is just cheese and coffee. So you've got yes. So fruit, coffee, and brandy. Cheese, coffee, and brandy, or just cheese and coffee. Cheese and coffee. Three, I'm, one. I'm, I think the brandy. There's something wrong with it because he's he's offered it a couple of times now. That's interesting. That's interesting. Good and to know. Fruit. Who eats fruit? Come on, man. Just have lamb. Uh, well, that would be a classic meal, wouldn't it? That would be pork and apple. Maybe not. Okay. The butler brings in a plate of cheese. Nice. Uh, this is 319, And a steaming pot of coffee. He cuts you a portion of cheese and pours, and pours your coffee into a china cup. Um, yeah, you eat all the cheese. Of course <laughs> <I do. laughs> He still drummers cheese. Um the conversation continues. Turn to 74. You finish off your meal. The Earl rises to his feet, saying, Our conversation has been most enjoyable, but now you must be very tired. Franklin's will show you your room. Let us retire. You stand up. He's right. You are tired. And it is well past midnight. You stumble and reach out to steady yourself against the table. Phew, you didn't realise you were that tired. Or have you had a little too much to drink? Well, you didn't have any any brandy. <laughs> your head is spinning and the voice of your host oh, becomes... Oh, the coffee. Oh, he spiked me. Could be. Could be. Could, oh, wait. And the voice of your host becomes part of the background noise, which is getting louder and louder in your ears. Eventually, you collapse to the ground and lose consciousness. Turn to now he's going to have his way with me. I knew it. Well, you're not dead. He, when he licked his lips when he saw me, I knew it. You open your eyes. Your ass is aching. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, that's wrong. Your ass is sore. No, your head is spinning. <laughs> that's it. And it is some time before you are fully aware of the fact that your hands and feet are bound. He has had his way with you. <laughs> the room you are in is empty, but you work out a plan. You will hop over to the window, break the glass, and use it to cut yourself free. Pulling yourself to your feet is awkward, but you manage it, and with a mixture of hops and shuffles, you arrive at the window. Outside, the wind is blowing the rain against the window panes. Will you go ahead and smash the window with your hands? Something of a risky business. Or will you instead test your luck? If you test your luck, turn to 136. If you do not wish to use your luck here, turn to 360. So when you test your luck, you roll two dice against your luck and you need to get equal or lower. So you, you start at seven, you had equal chance of we had slightly above equal chance. Now you've got slightly below equal chance because you've got six. Six. Okay. Just let you know. Oh, what if happens if I don't get my luck? So you've got the risky business of just smashing the window or just tr- test your luck a little. Yeah, test my luck before I smash the window. Cut my arm open. Okay, you're going to test your luck to see if you can resist <laughs> your arm open. Uh, nah. One three six. When you 
were you lucky or unlucky? Uh, I don't right. know. Did you roll? Need to roll. Okay. <laughs> yes, that's quite important bit. We missed a bit. We should we should leave a link to this dice roll. It's great in the description. Throw. Oh, you got six. You were lucky again. Yes, I did it. No more. no more smashing my hand up into a million pieces. So now your luck is five. So your luck is running out. Ah! Oh yeah, I lose one each time, don't I? If you were lucky, you managed to escape the splintering glass without harm. Yes. If you were unlucky, you might as well read what would have happened now. The glass cut your wrist, lose two stamina. So you oh, avoided that. Avoided, you avoided that. 317. Turn to 317. You cut yourself free and ma- massage your wrists to get the circulation moving again. When you walk over to the door, then you walk over to the door to try it. It is not locked. You try the handle, open it a little and look outside. Your room is on a first floor landing. Facing the door is a balustrade. I don't know how you say that. Balustrade? A banister. And looking <laughs> over the banisters, because there you go, you can see the entrance hall below. To your left, there are two doors in the corner of the landing, which runs along to the right. Um, If you wish to go this way, turn to 287. Looking to your right, the landing runs past another door, which turns to the left. To go this way, turn to 33. Okay, so I have mapped this out before, so basically... To the, le- to the left, it goes. the corridor goes left and then turns the corner to the right. And to the right, it turns the corner to the left. So it's, you're basically looking at two corners. There's yeah. one door on the left. No, there's two doors on the left on the corner, or there's one door on the right. Which way do you want to go? go. Um, right is always right. Left is always wrong. That could be the case. Okay. <laughs> yes, let's go right. <laughs> yeah, it's my, my final answer, right. Right, so 33. Hope you're writing down the numbers when you die. Oh, no, I haven't. I, I think <laughs> I got to light. Well, the last one was 317 in case you just change your mind on the direction later. Okay. At least you've got that chance. So we go 33. A short distance further along, the balcony... Uh, a short distance further along the balcony, you arrive at a door with... Azazel written on the name plate. If you wish to try this door, turn to 358. If you would prefer to continue turning to the left and following the landing, turn to 229. We have to open the door. Open the door. How can you stand there and not open it? What's in the box? Yes, exactly. Wait. <laughs> it could be anything. It could even be a boat. Yes, I mean, we, well, to be fair, I've just had a lamb, so I'm full up, so I don't need yeah. food. Open the box, it could be a lamb in there, 358. <laughs> ah, there's a picture that goes with this one. There was a picture with, an, with you, there was a picture of the Earl of Druma as well. We described him. Let's see if this describes it adequately. Okay. Um, the door opens and you peer into the room. You quickly check and there is no one inside and are relieved to find it's empty. Well, that's the same thing, but full of clutter. It seems to be a crude scientific laboratory of some sort. Yeah. A brass telescope points through the window toward the sky. 
Charts and mathematical tables are pinned to the walls. A human skeleton hangs from a hook and a bench is covered with glass vials and apparatus. They look like priceless antiques and they were probably all made in the last century. Do you wish to investigate the room further or would you prefer to leave? Investigate further. I get the feeling that if that lady gave me the fright once, she mm. might be around here somewhere. This could be her room. She, she could be. I mean, she could be died in, what was it, 18-something. You never know. 117. You step into the room and close the door behind you. A squeaking noise from one corner makes you jump. But when you walk over... You are relieved to find that the squeaking comes from three rats in a cage. You keep your ears peeled for sounds of visitors as you investigate the contents of the room. Do you wish to look through the drawers? Examine the liquid in the glass vials or look through the cupboards? So you've got drawers, glass vials, cupboards. Glass is never a good thing, so it's either drawers or cupboards. <laughs> you might smash again. To be fair, drawers are easier to... There's there's only smaller things that could hide in a drawer than yeah. in a cupboard, because you open a cupboard, yeah, something true. massive could jump at you. Yeah. Uh, but also there's a chance that if you go snooping through someone's drawers, you might find something nice. You might find underwear. Pe- people hide small trinkets and money. Yeah, underneath naked. clothes and stuff. Yeah, so let's Boys. go for drawers. Let's find some balls and boys' drawers. Yes, drawers, as they say. That's where I hide my toys, my toy cars, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> under my underpants. In a drawer underneath the bench, you find a few ornate letter openers. Perhaps they are someone's collection. Oh. You are particularly interested because they are strong and dagger like. In fact, they could easily make dangerous weapons. You may take one of them if you wish, and as a weapon, it will allow your skill score to increase to its initial value if used in a fight. Yes, you got a weapon, so you're up to back up to seven yes. skill instead of three. You now have half a fighting chance. Turn to now. Turn to three eight five. Yes. How are we doing for time? Uh, about so we're about, yeah, about halfway, yeah, I'd say. Yes. Good, good, okay. Suddenly half an hour you're... and 30 min- three minutes or something, but halfway. Just over halfway, okay. Suddenly your ears prick up at the sound of footsteps coming closer. You nip into the shadows and wait. The footsteps stop outside the door and you can hear two voices talking. We're good, we like hearing voices and hear what they're talking about. Hadn't we better ask the master's permission? One asks. Hmm, maybe you're right, and we'd better get a light for the lamps. You breathe a sigh of relief as the footsteps disappear. Off in the direction you approached the room. You decide it is best to leave before they return, and you open the door onto the landing. The safest way to go, it strikes you, is away from the two visitors who may return at any moment. If you approach this room from the left, turn to 229. If you came from the right, 
We went Testament. to the one came from the right, didn't we? Yeah. I think we came from the left because you turned right. Oh, of course, yeah, opposites. I think. Let's have a look. We'll be able to tell from what we If read. I die, then we change. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that page 385. Um, you follow the landing round until you reach another door on the right-hand side. Yeah, this is the right way. A nameplate identifies it as the Aramis Room. If you wish to enter this room, turn to 140. Ahead of you, at the end of the passageway, is another door. If you wish to go there, turn to 332. Door on the right, or at the end of the corridor. Oh, let's just go to the first door. Open box number one. Open box number one. Where were we? 140. Aramis, Erasmus room. You grasp the handle and turn it. The door is locked and it looks too sturdy for you to break down. Will you turn towards the door at the end of the corridor or go back to where you came, carrying on past the room from which you originally appeared? Oh, tough. Um, go back the way you came. Uh, go back the way or, or go to the end door at the end? No, I can't roll back now, can we? We've already gone this far into yeah. the process. Uh, yeah. to making a change. Uh, carry, you have, I think you have to roll forward and you have to keep going on. Keep rolling, rolling, rolling. I think you're quite far uh, far into the, far into it now. I think we can't roll back. Yeah, I mean, you, you just tried to open a door, so why would you stop your inquisitiveness now? Check it out. Oh, there's a picture on this one, and it's spooky. Is at the end of the corridor ahead of you is a stout wooden door. While you were considering whether or not to try this room, a noise behind you startles you. You spin round only to find that the wind is rustling wall hangings. There is nothing to be afraid of. You turn back and are amazed to find a faint white figure has appeared in front of you. This apparition is a young woman in her early 20s. With long flowing hair, she is dressed in a white bridal dress, which has seen better days. It is ripped and torn. Oh, thank God I have found you in time, she says. I must talk to you immediately. Come and let us go into this room. And um, yes, yeah, pretty much a ghost looking thing. Will you follow her into the room? 73. Or do you suspect a trap and would rather turn back well i didn't get a fright this time did i um, hold on whichever you choose you must add one fear point ah, she got me for your encounter so that's three three two by the way oh she's, right she's already scared me right so i might as well just follow her it's too yeah, late well, yeah i mean if i didn't get it then i'd be like okay let's just follow her see what happens but now yeah oh she got me again you're going to follow the lady into the room. Why not? Yeah, it's a ghost, he said. Not a lady. Yeah, ghost lady. <laughs> In her 20s, wearing a bridal dress. Oh, so that's the picture, which we didn't see. Yeah, sounds like it. Ah, and, and also the... Tiara, possibly, right? Possibly the sister as well, because that was the early 20s, wasn't it? Was she 32? Ah. It might be different, because there were... 32s was when they passed away, so they could be in their 20s. Mm, could be 20s or 30s, so it could be yeah. the same one. We, we don't know. The mystery unfolds. Yeah, more and more. To enter the room, she passes right through the door. You, All of right. course, 
Thus, <laughs> use more traditional methods. God, yeah. Oh, option one: <laughs> do I turn the handle? <laughs> yes. Do, I'm or do you try to walk through the door? <laughs> you turn the handle and walk into the Apollyon room. It is an elegant bedroom. Fine floor-length curtains hang along one wall. An enormous bed with lace coverings is against another wall, and opposite stands a beautiful dressing table with a huge mirror. The, mirror, the woman hovers in the centre of the bed of the room, sorry, not the bed, and bids you sit down on the bed. Your coming here has been no accident, she starts, and I must warn you of the terrible dangers you will face here. This house is ruled by the master, a powerful black priest of the night, a bit racist, named Kelnor, Earl of Druva. I would guess that you are to be offered to the demons of Hellfire if you survive that long. Yesterday they trapped a girl, a pretty young district nurse, who happens who happened to call. She is to be offered tonight. I cannot let this devilry continue. There must be some way it can be stopped. If you can find the Chris knife, that's Chris with a K, you might defeat Kelnor, for this weapon is his only weakness. Please help me. You will probably find it in... No, quick! We are discovered. I can hear the hounds. Go, leave this room. You stand up. She was right. You can hear barking getting rapidly closer. She motions to you, pointing at the door. You run to the door and peer outside. Nothing. The barking gets louder and you turn back toward the ghost, who seems to be struggling with something. Huh? <laughs> She's not going. She can't disappear. <laughs> she, can't, she can't get out of here. She is involved in a fight with two huge ghostly great dames. Oh, I see. Are okay. snapping and clawing at her. You take a step forward, but it is hopeless. You cannot help. Guess maybe that's how she died. Wow. You cannot help as you cannot even touch the beasts. And your help would have been very welcome because the doors because the dogs are much too powerful for her. She is weakening and as she as she does so, her image fades. But I have Moment, that piece of lamb in my pocket, can't I throw it so the dogs ate, get distracted? Ate the lamb. Oh, I left a little bit in my pocket just in case. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's, that's in my version, it would be a terrible book. Moments later, <laughs> she disappears completely. Satisfied that their job has been done, the two Great Danes disappear also. You are alone. Oh, no dogs. Now what will you do? Do you want to help her, as she asked, turn to 257, or would you rather just escape from the house, turn to 346? We got we're we're in it now. We gotta stay help her. Yeah, you gotta find the Chris knife and kill Kelner or something. Yeah, rescue this nurse. I can't, I can't, can't, can't leave now. Ah, uh, district nurse. We're in it to win it. Yes. Okay, two five seven. You can help her. Two five seven. You consider your best plan as you walk down the passageway. You turn right along the landing, and two doors are on your left. The first has Azazel written on its nameplate and the second Mephis Mephisto. Do you want to try either of these rooms 
If so, you may enter the Azal room by turning to there, or Mephisto room by turning to there. Otherwise, you may pass both these rooms and walk along to where the landing turns right by turning to a turn. No, we have to go in the rooms because we need to find this knife. Yeah. Okay, so the first room, Azazel, or the second room, Mephisto? The first one, the first one. Azazel. I feel like that's the one we entered already. We'll see. Because one of them is going to be the one we came out of as well. I think. But, uh, this is this is why I got confused with this book and gave up as a kid because I, I like things simple. So, 358. Yeah, the, the, that, that's, that's the we're the podcast there. one hour, but we've still got 10 minutes. Yeah, that's it. Cool. We've got, I make it um, about 17 minutes. We've got still. Yeah. So, um, yeah, both of those rooms are ones you came out of. We beat the first one of the science lab. So, um, I mean, we can go in there now. You can go in the science lab and check out some other things if you want. Um, but technically, I think that's a mistake in the book. It shouldn't let you go back in there again. Yeah, let's move forward. Yeah, move forward. And also know that already know that Mephisto, I think, is the room you come out of. Um, and I'll just read you what it says in there because we might as well see it. If you forgot, if you, because this happens no matter where you come from in the book. Oh. Um, the handle turns and the door opens a little, but it is caught on something and will not open any further. You wish to force the door. Okay, but you've been in there already. So, do you want to force the door, or do you want to leave it and continue down the landing? We've been in the door, you said, right? I reckon so, yeah. Yeah, uh, leave it then. Yeah. Because, um, I, I, as I remember, if you go in there, again, you see the bit of rope on the floor on the broken window, and that's how it's left from where you were before. I hope because I smashed the window open. Yeah. Well, funny, but funny enough, if you get there any other way, it's always the same. So even if you didn't go in the room, it looks like that, which is weird. So 287, you walk up to the two doors in the corner of the balcony. The one on your left is named Balthus, and the one on your one in front of you has no name. If you wish to enter the Balthus room, turn to 299. If you would rather go through the other door, Turn to 86. If you choose to ignore these doors and continue around the landing, turn to 193. So you've got a Balthus room, a Nameless room, or continue around the landing. Or go to the room. Yeah. Let's go to a room. Balthus room then. 299. Yes, yes, yes. Turn to 299. The room you have entered is bare. Pinstriped wall wallpaper covers the walls a hearth is set in the center of one wall and on the mantelpiece there is a small wooden box curtains are pulled together along another wall but they hang awkwardly bulging at unnatural places do you wish to investigate the bulging curtains open the box on the mantelpiece or leave the room Oh, we have to open the curtains or the mantelpiece. Uh, yeah, check out the bulge. Check out the box. Check out the bulge. Got appetised by that bulge, I know. Who wouldn't want to check out that bulge? Yeah. Slowly, yeah. slowly and quietly, you walk up to the curtain. There is no movement from it. 
You grab the left-hand curtain and fling it open. There is a full-length window behind, which is barred on the outside, but nothing is hiding there. You take hold of the other curtain, but before you can move it, the bulges you noticed come to life. Turn to two, three, six. <gasps> da, 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 something comes alive. Two, three, six. And I hope you're writing down numbers because I just let, let go of the again. <laughs> I've forgotten as well. I'll not be keeping up. From behind the curtain, a heavy blow hits you in the chest and knocks you backwards to the floor. Lose two stamina points and add two fear points. Wow. So you're up to five fear now out of seven, which is good. And you're down to 12 stamina out of 14 because we're on the lowest character at the moment. But at least if you die, uh, you can uh, increase that if we carry if we carry on, or if it's coming to the hour, hour you might want to you might want to give it give it up. It's up to you. Um, you pick yourself up quickly, and the curtain slides to one side. A human figure steps out. Its skin is a dirty green color. Its wide eyes stare at you, yet through you. Its jaws. Its jaw gapes open to reveal a mouth half full of rotten teeth. It wears ragged clothes and it is advancing towards you. Resolve your fight with this zombie. Um, the zombie is skill 7, stamina 6, which isn't too bad. Your skill is 7 and stamina 10, so that's good. Um, and to skip this battle... Therefore, with his stamina six, you can either lose six stamina or you can go in to do the rolling. See if you can do better or worse. Oh, we have to roll, man. We can't just. You want to roll with it? We have to because I okay. can't just lose all of it. Yeah. Okay, so I'll write down his stat seven, six. Okay, so the way battle works is he rolls two dice and adds to his skill. Yeah. For, and then you roll two dice and add to your skill and see which is higher. Um, you can use luck as well if you get hit to reduce the amount you get hit or to increase the amount that you hit but your luck isn't too good but just remember that as an option okay so he rolls oh. he rolls nine and you roll unless you want to roll you roll 11 yes you got hit him yes he's down to four stamina thank god <laughs> You roll again, uh, he rolls again, he's got eight. Well, that's oh, above average. That's one. Yeah. See what you get. You roll four, ouch. Oh, he hit me. You are down to ten stamina. Don't forget, you can propose to use luck at any time. Uh, he rolls. Uh, things in the way. Three, that's good for you. Okay, don't need luck, let's roll. We can get this one. And you roll. Six. Yes, you got a hit in. He's down to two stamina. He only needs one more hit. Yes. He rolls double one. Oh, that is bad for him. Yes. He rolls two. Unbeatable. You might get a draw, though. Oh, you did. He rolled double one as well. What's the odds? You get a draw and no one hits anyone. Wow, what are the odds? I can tell you the odds. Uh, One (laughs) in two. One in 1,200 and something. That you'd roll both roll double one. Wow, two snake eyes in a row. That's crazy. Yeah. 
So he rolls five this time, which is a bit better. And you roll six. You did it. You killed the zombie. Yes. You only lost two stamina instead of six. Let's loot him. Loot him. Take everything he's got. Yeah, of course. That's what it's all about. I don't know. Let's see if what he's got there. If you defeat the zombie, turn to one one four. Loot the corpse of the corpse. Always. Every game we play, uh, a video game, you are allowed to loot. Yeah, they got nothing in their pockets. And that's one of the great things about these books. Like, there's one set in a city, and you can go into a shop, and then you just like, I'll, I'll just kill the guy. I'll just loot the place. Like, isn't that how? You know, a choice that should always be there, an option. Okay, do you wish? Oh, do you wish to leave the room? Turn to seven seven, or investigate the box on the mantelpiece. Investigate. That's where we were heading anyway. That's loot. That's his loot. Let's have a look. Forty. The box rattles when you touch it. There is something solid inside. Oh, it's a head. You undo the catch and open the lid. Inside, you find a small key. You try the key in the door, and it fits. I guess the door was locked. I don't know. The key turns and unlocks the door, allowing you to leave the room. That's it. Oh. <laughs> That's, That's fine. The, you, are, you find you are in the corner of the landing. And there is an unmarked door on your left, if you wish to go through it. Straight ahead, you can see the main staircase leading downwards. If you wish to go this way, turn to 193. So, yeah, that, uh, that was just a key. So that's, that was another place where the, where the uh, book wasn't perfect there, because you didn't know that the door was locked if you went through that course of action. So it was a bit, that could have been a bit confusing. For my child brain, it would have confused me. Like, yes. oh, there's a locked door. So there's only one option. We, could, we have to go downstairs now. There's no more doors uh, to explore. No, there's the door on the left. Oh, yes. Door. Okay, door left or down the stairs. Door, door on the left. Might be something sure. else. We need to find this knife still. True. Okay. I mean, that, going down the stairs is more of an escape option. You're trying to get out the, out the house. 86. Turning to 86. And good. We've still got a few minutes. The door opens into a narrow passageway, which ends at a window. There is a door halfway along the left-hand side, and a sign on the door identifies it as the Diabolus Room. If you wish to try this door, turn to 13. If you wish to investigate the window instead, turn to 110. If you're not keen to do either and would prefer to go back through the door and continue along the landing, Turn to one nine three. Window first. Yeah, window first. Because then, if you open the door next, then nothing's behind me sneaking up behind me. Yeah, exactly. That's what I would do. Um, okay, so you're on one ten. Curtains are drawn across the window, and you approach cautiously. You gingerly pat the folds in the curtain and are relieved to find nothing there. Although they, although they seem to be safe, you are still on your guard as you draw them apart. As you do so, a thunderclap booms outside and makes you jump. But you are safe. A perfectly ordinary window is uncovered. However, the heavy iron bars on the outside are a little worrying. Through the door, you can see nothing but the rain running down the pane of glass. But curiously, 
The rain is avoiding one area. Could it be that the wind is blowing the rain away from this corner? The, you bend down to take a closer look. Writing in the condensation which has formed on the glass is a message. Oh, written on the condensation. You read three words. Mordana in Abaddon. It's a clue. That looks it. You repeat this message to yourself and then rub it off the window in case oh. anyone else should see it. Yes. Have you been writing down your clues as well? You've got your pencil no. and paper, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yes. A bit of both. Yes. Okay. Um, this message may be useful to you and you will realise when it is. Oh. If later in the adventure you want to use the message, turn to reference 88. Do not turn to 88 now. Now you must head back to the landing and turn no, left. What about, what about the door? doesn't give you the option. But I want to go. I want to, I want to check both. The reason to go this way was so I can go back and open the door. Okay, would you like to give up a life to go back? And look oh, in the... I do. Uh, yes, yes. Did you, secondly, did you write down the number of the paragraph? No. Then I don't know where, where to go to to find it out. Why? But we need to, we need to explore the whole room. The lesson here is you need to be writing down the numbers. <laughs> uh, the option was there because you can't go back. <laughs> so it's a one nine three. Oh, sounds like Jack Reacher. Never go back. Okay, let's go I, back. I, I, I had my fingers in the, in the book sometimes, but I let go. So you needed to be writing down these numbers. A short distance further on, you come to the top of the main staircase, which leads downwards. You're practically leaving the house now. You've written down that number. Um, immediately opposite the staircase is an unmarked door. Do you wish to? Do you wish to go down the stairs, try the unmarked door, or will you continue round the landing? So the landing continues round in the like square fashion, by the looks of it. Let's do the door first. Door first, of course. Another unmarked door, three seven seven. Let's hope it's good, as good as that at the uh, door that you missed out on. I know. I'll just. Oh. I say that because I, I know. I know what this is. You step into a small storeroom. How crap is that? And close the, close the door behind you. There are shelves on the left and right walls on which various household objects are stored. In front of you, in the wall facing the door, is another door. What do you want to do? Will you search through the things on the shelves? Try the door opposite or return to the landing. And this is paragraph 377, by the way. Okay, 377. I'm going to write this down. 377 because I want to rummage around first and then I want to go through that door. <laughs> Don't want to lose the opportunity this time. Okay, 83 was the rummage through the door. Through the stuff. Yeah. Various items of crockery, cutlery and food are kept in the storeroom, including a sharp meat knife, which you might like to hide under your coat to use as a weapon in the future. The sharp knife will allow you to add three skill points in a fight, so that you've already got a weapon, but you can swap it out for that if you want. No one, no, on one shelf, you find several cloves of garlic, which you may also take. There is also an unlabeled bottle of white liquid on another shelf. So, 
first of all, you need to uh, take the garlic if you want it. And yeah, take, take the it. knife and take the, the knife, meat knife if you want it. Take it, take it all. Okay, you got it. Um, okay, if you wish to drink the liquid, turn to three six two. If you would prefer to ignore the liquid and try the door at the back of the storeroom, turn to two five five. Um, let's let's drink the liquid and then we try the door. Your only other alternative is to leave by the door you entered and return to the landing. No. Two, three, three. Let's drink this bad boy. You want to drink the liquid? Yes. Three, six, two. What I can say is this, this is a good way to end the episode. Three, <laughs> <six, two. laughs> oh, man. You taste the liquid. It is white wine. Yes. Uh, you you drink more you drink some more and it warms you you start to feel a little lightheaded and dizzy then suddenly you feel a stab of pain in your stomach and you double over but there is no relief from this pain because you have drunk a bottle of poisoned wine in a few moments you will lose consciousness and in five minutes you will be dead you will never make tomorrow's appointment after all. I got five minutes. Make a dash for the door. Three, seven, seven. Yeah. Let's go. It's the end. What? No, he said I got five minutes. Oh, you want you want to go back? You want to get a new life? Awesome. I want to go. I want to go through that door quickly. Okay. So what was the number? Let's tell Three, seven, number. seven. Three, seven, seven. You have got a couple, a couple of minutes. Left. Five minutes, quick. You've got a, <laughs> you're, you're the one doing the counter, so you've got as long as you want. I know it's five minutes though. No, no, we have to say that. Um, Try the door opposite. Two, five, five. That was the option you want, right? Yes, I want to go through the door. Go through the door. Five minutes now. Less than five. Got four minutes. Only died once so far. That's pretty good. You you made it quite far. You step out of the storeroom into a hallway. To your left, the hallway ends at a door which leads into the shape. The Satan room, almost the word Satan. If you wish to try the door, turn to two hundred. Almost opposite is the Mammon room, which you may enter by turning to one two three. If you are not interested in either of these, go back to the landing through the storeroom, turn to two three three. So that you're on paragraph two five five, just in case you want to record that. Oh, um, let's go through door number one first. Door number one, Satan room. Yeah. Sounds ominous. Two hundred. You open the door and peer round. The room is a large, elegantly decorated bedroom with a four-poster bed in one corner. Oh, nice. Nice, yeah. Check that out. There is a three-piece suite in the centre of the room, facing a fireplace. It's a large room. A fire is smouldering, but the room appears to be empty. On the far side of the room are two more doors. Do you wish to go in to the room or yeah. quickly close the door and leave the room? We've got three minutes left before that thing kills me, so I'm <laughs> going to go through. Go through. Yeah, 69. See if you can die a second time. You step into, in, in five minutes. You, you step inside and close the door quietly behind you. A soft click comes from the lock. As you step forward, a voice greets you. You look around, but you can see no one. The voice continues. So, 
Our visitor is inquisitive, eh? Or are you trying to leave the house? Perhaps our hospitality is not to your liking. Maybe you would like to see more. Shall we say amusements? The eerie voice makes you nervous at one fair point. Oh, another one. Well, technically we could reset you because you died once, but well, let's just I've add it. Got the, I've got my five-minute counter on, haven't I? So I'm going to die just, after five minutes. So. Add a, okay, you've got a fear counter as well. Why not? Um, fear timer. Do you wish to stay and talk to the voice, or will you yes. make a hasty exit back through the door? Now I've already been feared. Let's let's talk to them. Two nine one. Yeah, you've already been feared, and one more fear point, and you're dead anyway. So, but I am. I'm I'm, I'm on borrowed time now. I've got yeah. three minutes left from drinking. Several that ways one. you are dead already. In front <laughs> of you, there's a picture in this case. He looks pretty vampire. In front of you is a high-backed armchair facing the fire. With its back towards you, a figure raises itself from the chair and turns to face you. He's just sitting in the chair. The man is tall and pale, with jet black hair. He wears a long black cape, fastened across the neck with a gold clasp. Yes, he says. So far, you have fared well against the occupants of the house. Except for the wine. But I believe you will find that your run of luck has come to an end. Step forward so I can see you. Will you step forward as he asks, or will you prepare to attack the man? No, no, let's step forward. Three, two, six. You step forward and present yourself. Three, two, six. (laughs) The tall man... Oh, the two... Three, two, six. The tall man spreads his cloak. He is staring directly into your eyes, and his dark pupils seem to pierce your mind. At the last minute, you panic and try to break his gaze, but it is no use. You are under his control. You cover, he covers you with his cape, and your last memory is a sharp stab as his teeth sink into your neck. Ah, well. The end again. Well, shame you on him, because I was already dying of poison, so yeah. I killed him as well. Ah, good trick. He's yes. Because so, I had my five minutes, didn't I? Because uh, the wine said it was a slow kill. So I had five yeah. minutes. In that five minutes, oh, I, I went through the door and I let him. him. Yes. That was technically an instant death. That was one of the ways you could die. But, uh, but you've managed to hit two instant deaths. <laughs> yes. And won the game. You killed him. And won, um, killed him. Yes, I did it. He died of his own, own uh, poison. Yeah. Okay, well done. So, so you, you beat the game. You beat it in in one go, <laughs> one life. You had, I couldn't you, believe it. <laughs> had six out of seven, the lowest seven threshold you could have had. Fear you could have had, but you did it. You had the lowest stats possible. You beat the game. Well done. Um, of course, the uh, anyone else playing the game legitimately would be quite mad at that because they couldn't have beat the game in that way. Of course. But, <laughs> You did it. We never have to visit this one again unless you want to go back another day. But yeah, that your that's your hour over. I guess we can just chat for a minute now before we yeah. end. Uh, so yeah, no, that's that's a, that's actually a really good book. It's quite it 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 doesn't seem like it's a large book because it's all quite contained into the one yeah. area. I think yeah. the other book we did, the fighting fantasy, which is one of the previous podcasts, um, it, there's there's a quest, but it's a large quest. It's spans yeah. over uh, massive kind of maps and stuff so yeah, yeah this is that one, this one. That one, yeah that one was wall of the firetop mountain which is that's a typical 
typical dungeon crawl so it gives you a long dungeon to go through whereas you're right this one is condensed in a house and you've always got these certain amount of rooms and if you get a bit further like certain rooms might attach to other rooms and, and keep you involved um so i read this recently just to take go to the first 10 easiest deaths you can get to okay. so it, it, was a, it was a series i was doing for a group um which just because i enjoyed it i don't know if anyone else cared <laughs> um but i got to book 10 doing that and some some books you can die like really easily easily early on this one you can actually get quite quite to 10 10 different deaths um but yeah it means i haven't finished this book either i've only seen so much of it so if we play it continue it we might see more of it interesting but yeah carry on what you were saying <laughs> Um, no, yeah, um, I think we should revisit this. I think we're at a good point where we can go back to just before the white wine. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what page that was, though, because I didn't scribble it down. But mm. at that point, maybe head to the the window. Yeah. And not the door. <laughs> and I mean, we can even start, start with our next live, which would be live three. <laughs> um, and you could just start from the beginning. We just skip to the, the uh choices because it goes quite quickly when you just skip to the choices you can do the whole meal again see if you want to make choices differently there see if no, you can, the, i see think the white awake. wine is the killer yeah, yeah it looks like the white wine is the killer yeah so yeah um yeah i think we could yeah you'd like okay. to continue this one because it you're, is your you're more of the um you're the dungeon master so i'll leave it up to you to choose well, um, I'm happy so, to come along with the ride. Which is, I'm, I'm only a dungeon master in the, in the way that we're trying to cheat our way through this game. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's all it really is. So let's, yeah. let's, let's cheat our way through the, finishing this book and embarrass everyone that hasn't finished it. <laughs> which is almost everyone. This isn't the hardest book in the series, but it, it's one of the harder ones, especially as a kid. I think you might I, we've come up across a couple of bits already where it says, like, oh, there's this room on the left and there's this room on the right. And it gets a little bit confusing for a kid because, like, it's try it's describing it correctly, but there's it's you're going to rooms doors that you've already passed. Yeah, which just gets a bit confusing. But, I think that's why um, wait, I think you mentioned about drawing out a map, so maybe yeah. you draw out the corridor, put yeah. a little cross where you are, and that that way you can keep exactly keep yeah. track of where you've been. Yeah, exactly. So I drew a map of what I was exploring, and it made a lot more sense. It's nice, nice to see a map. Um, but I will tell you, I haven't explored all of the upstairs, um, so there will be more stuff I haven't seen there, and I haven't uh, finished the book downstairs. So there's all, there's all there'll be more for me to see as well as we go on. Oh sweet! Yeah, okay, brilliant. How can they contact us? Oh, you got me in here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, contact details are below, but yeah, uh, my reviews on Twitter, my reviews on. Gmail, my guy reviews on Insta, my guy reviews on YouTube. Um, however, you listen to this thing, subscribe, <laughs> tell a friend, um, and you know, just just, just tell more people. Um, that was it's in the description below. <laughs> it is in the description below. <laughs> yeah, um, and and yeah, and what we'll try and do is if 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 we can, we'll try and put these um, the rules in the description of the podcast, maybe. So yeah. if we're doing a podcast on that, we can, we can put the rules in there that we're going to yeah. use. We can do a link to, link to the yeah. rules for all of them so we've got an idea. Something so, like that. And so then we could skip that next time and we'll go straight into it, yeah. 
Yeah, that'd Brilliant. be a good idea. Yeah. Ah, oh, okay. it's another great episode. Yeah. Thanks for listening, that. everyone. Okay. And next oh. week it might be something different. We'll see. So. We don't know. Might leave it a week. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, who knows? <laughs> right. Thanks for listening, thanks. everybody, or the one listener. And yes. Thank you. It was nice to see you again. Join us again soon. <laughs> yes, as always. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Oh, it's me that's talking. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. You. <laughs> <laughs> My guy reviews the podcasts.